Um, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. So, the reading is uh, the Gospel of John, the uh, encounter of, with Jesus and the woman at the well. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. You people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. The hour is coming, and is now here, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. But still, no one said, What are you looking for? Or, Why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, 
I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, In four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified, that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard it for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to <coughs> you, Lord Jesus Christ. That's the Gospel of them all? Yep. That's a long one. It is a long one. Well, you read the long version, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think there, Mr. Devala? Jesus is teaching the woman to be pure and to follow the, the path of what he's teaching. Simple in context. For a layman, it should be simple in context. Yeah. The Bible isn't simple to no, well, dissect. A lot of it isn't. No. When he said that thing about uh, you people worship what you do not understand, I was like, that's me. <laughs> a lot of us. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's the yeah. mystery of. Yeah. That's the that's... mystery of the unknown. That we. Don't understand a lot. You know. And we won't. <laughs> and we, we won't. Until the end. Exactly. To the next level. We have to graduate from this level. She was smart, though. She knew all about this coming yeah, from she, the side. Yeah, she, she was, was very intelligent. Right. Yeah. Well, she had faith to believe. Yeah, well, and she and she knew the Messiah was coming and could just be the Messiah. So it was a natural human reaction because back then, if somebody told you, yeah, Jesus, yeah, he lives over there in 510. Where was where exactly did this take place? Was, uh, some commentary that talks what, about it, but it, she said uh, that it was the well of Jacob. Right, which is in which country? Um, Samaria, Samaria. It's in Samaria. Samaria. Yeah. Well, Jacob gave his kid land. Which is know? where now? Samaria. Yeah. There is Samaria today. No. Um, yeah. Let me look well, it up. Because I, I did see. I like geography, so I like to know. things change. Yeah, of course the rocks where they filmed Yeah, I'm out to the rocks. I'm out I'm in the geography. Out of Samaria. I'm into the desert. The region now. in Israel. Okay, Israel then. Oh, so Samaria is in Israel? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bordered by Judea and Galilee to the north. There you go. Yeah. And so Jacob was very kind to give the land to his son and let them all drink from the cistern there. Because everybody moved waterhole to waterhole back back in the day, and they and they and they were very kind to let the Sumerians drink because the camels were worth more than the Sumerian people. Yeah. They were they uh, yeah 
they were very unfortunately looked down upon. Transportation. Yeah, it was it, it was horrible. It was horrible how Camels. they treated Sumerians. They drink a lot of water. Camels. Yes. Yes, they do. They store a lot, but. Good point. Doesn't rain there much, so of course. Scared, so. Of course. Uh, do you guys want to hear some of these commentaries? Sure. Absolutely. How deep was the well? They tell you that. Uh, it was deep. You needed a bucket. She didn't yeah. have a bucket. Oh, yeah. There is some interesting deep. stuff on there. I got a well at our National Guard facility. It's 800 feet deep. I was say, yeah. Maybe 800. 100 feet. 800. Right 800. Here. Uh, 100 and counting. So this is what this commentary says. It says, uh, the narrative is a little sketch of divine pedagogy. I don't know if that means. It says, it not only shows Jesus thirsting and seeking a soul, but reveals his method. The place named Sychar um, has some stuff that says, um, uh, many things favor it being the modern village of El Ascar. This place at the foot of Ebal to the south, is three quarters of a mile to the north of Jacob's Well, which is close to the foot of Gerizim, Joseph's tomb in Joseph's field, uh, reference in Genesis, is popularly located about halfway. The fountain of Jacob was really a well supplied from a deep spring. It will be noted that Jesus and the evangelist keeps the notion of spring, while the Samaritan woman calls it a well. Tired from the journey, Jesus sat beside or on the margin of the well. There are two significant details. Jesus sat thus, just as he was in his fatigue, just as a tired man sits. And it was the sixth hour, that is noon, the hour of thirst. A woman of Samaria, not the city founded by Omri, but of the land of Samaria, came in her pitcher and rope to procure water. She came from the township of Sychar, the distance was fairly considerable, and the hour was not the ordinary time, either morning or evening, for drawing water. And as Sychar has a copious spring of its own, the woman most probably came from the fields, and we may be sure that a special providence arranged the details of that day. There is no reason to believe that the woman was known in Samaria by the symbolic name Potina, given to her in the Greek and Roman martyrology. Without any preliminary address, Jesus, Jesus asks for a drink. St. Augustine notes his double thirst, physical and spiritual, for he really thirsted for the faith of a human soul. They were alone for the disciples, half dozen perhaps, had gone to buy food from Samaritans. The woman, recognizing a Jew by his speech or dress, called attention to the national hatred between Jews and Samaritans. Um, the descendants of Sargon's and Esarhadron's columnists from something were regarded as pagans and schismatics. I guess Samaritans were regarded as pagans and schismatics. They had been rejected from partnership in the temple of Zorobabel in 6th century marked as defiant schismatics when the apostate Jewish priest Manassas erected a temple on Gerizim about 400 BC with the hated Edomites and Philistines. And their reciprocal animosities had survived the destruction of the Samaritan temple. Disconnected. Still trying to come on? Uh, sorry. That buffering? Well, yeah, because 
And Phil never joined it. It dropped. Uh, it dropped. Um, Your device is connected. Start up again. It's started up again. There you go. High technology. Yeah. No, I mean, so this is kind of a long. One. I'm going to keep going unless someone forward. Well put. Um, this is uh, from the thought of national hatreds, however, and from regarding him simply as a Jew. Jesus raises the mind of the woman to God's love and to the gift from heaven which his own presence is to her. He has asked for a drink, but he can give her living water, the symbol being that of a beverage like bubbling water from a spring, not dormant water from a cistern, figuring by its freshness a living and, live and life-giving energy. The woman now shows the impression made on her, on her fundamentally good heart, for she addresses Jesus as sir, but shifts the theme to the difficulty of a man with no hauling apparatus getting water from a well a hundred feet deep. There you go, a hundred feet. <laughs> this being a fair average from the recorded surroundings. And also to the unlikely supposition that the stranger is greater than the patriarch Jacob. She thought, either he means he can get water from this well, but how could he without a bucket? or else he means he can get it from some other well or spring better than this, in which case he evidently thinks himself superior to Jacob, who made this well. No doubt she suspects that he might be, after, that he might be, after all. Jesus turns the comparison of himself and Jacob to a comparison of the two waters. The water of Jacob's well relieves thirst only for a time. The water that Jesus gives itself a perpetual spring, efficacious for life everlasting. The theological name for it is sanctifying grace. Jesus certainly did not set the physical law of water of water seeking its own level before the Samaritan woman, but this illustration proposed by someone is a good one. The woman is deeply impressed. Her answer should not be regarded as sarcastic, but as expressing the naivete of imperfect understanding. She wants the water, for she now vaguely believes that Jesus is a worker of wonders. There is an obstacle, and Jesus reveals it in the moral disorder of the woman's life. Call your husband would have seemed a very natural remark, for a long public colloquy with a woman was not according to custom. The woman's denial that she had a husband was evasive, equivocal, and perhaps a lie, and it concealed ugly facts which, which Jesus with merciless mercy, unmasked, asserting that her words were literally true. The woman's record of five husbands in the past, followed by the state of unlawful concubinage in the present, would imply that she had contracted five lawful marriages, beginning probably from her 15th year, though we cannot tell for certain. It is possible that she may have been divorced by more than one husband, in any case, she is at present an adulteress. In acknowledging Jesus to be a prophet, she implicitly admits it and is, and is already sympathetically meeting the light of truth. She raises the question of the true religion in terms of the rival claims of Gerizim and Jerusalem. Jesus' answer introduced by a solemn, believe me, and a respectful title of address, woman, says that the time of particular cults and local sanctuaries is nearing its end. For the first time in the gospel, Jesus calls God Father, 
be adored as such even by the Samaritans, these heretofore accepting as inspired only the Pentateuch, which they often misinterpreted as well, have adored what they know not, um, know imperfectly. But the Jews, being the people destined to give the world messianic salvation, have been progressively enlightened by prophets and psalmists and adore what they know. Worship in spirit and in truth is interior worship, not excluding bodily acts and ceremonies, carried out in the light of a full revelation. The hour of that spiritual perfect worship has come, for the revealer is present. Such worship in spirit and truth is the only worship proportioned to the pure spirituality of God. The woman remarks that the clarification on these points must come from the Messiah, known by the Samaritans from the Pentateuch and called Nebe, the returned or the converter. Thereupon, Jesus pronounces the first great I am of John. The Christ is sitting beside Jacob's well and is revealing himself to a Samaritan woman. The one vaguely apprehended as a miracle worker, acknowledged as a prophet, is really the promised Messiah. Mm. I'm going to just stop there. Cause there is no water in there. Yeah. Some of these towns' names are hard to say, too. It's like really tongue tied. Good morning, Phil. Are you there? No. That was the first time he called the Father? Phil. Okay, is. hi Phil. Hey guys, morning. Hey, morning Phil. Phil, Phil have you met Matt DeVal or Matt? This is Phil. Hi hey, Phil. Matt. How are you? Thank you. Uh, so we just, uh, we read the gospel and I just, and it was long, and then I read a bunch of commentary and it was long, so. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, yeah, now the floor is open again. <laughs> why, why don't you just jump right in, Phil? Let us know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, thanks, Mark. All right. So um, my thought on this is that I find Jesus so purposeful. Um, and in the context of the times, he goes to Samaria, right? So this is the first time he's gone to preach to Gentiles. Um, and what an incredible... Um, interaction that he has with that Sumerian woman. And um, the interaction is that the Jews did not interact with uh, Sumerians, and there was a long-standing, uh, uh, I'm going to call it hate between them. Um, but, but Jesus uh, had this discussion with her, this conversation with her, and uh, when he talked to her about her husbands, her many husbands, um, I, you know, I don't know if that was a, I don't even know if that was a condemnation, but the fact that she was, uh, acknowledged it seemed to me almost like a purging, a confession that he allowed her to experience. But I think more telling than that is the fact that the woman saw something in him that was uh, special, that, that went to her soul. And, of course, um, he then, uh, she then went to the town and witnessed 
this conversation with the people there and they got curious and then then he spent three days with them and the last uh, one of the last uh, sentences uh, or paragraphs said that they no longer relied on our witness but they witnessed him and experienced him so they no longer needed their her testimony but they bore witness to the fact that Christ is real and Christ is a Messiah. But I, the, the, and I don't know what, um, what some of the commentaries that you had, Keith, are probably much wiser uh, than what I'm presenting. But I think that the fact that Jesus' journey to Samaria lends uh, credence to that um, some, uh, uh, one of the scriptures from Luke that said that, um, and, and the, the, it's the um, scripture on the vineyard, that if the, uh, if the vineyard is not attended to, then God will give it to somebody else. So what I heard from that is that he, he's, I don't know if he was rejected at the time, but certainly the Samarians seem to have accepted him right from the start of his ministry. Yeah, I like that point you made about um, uh, that it was kind of like the confession for the Samaritan woman because, um, you, know, the, you know, Jesus came, you know, and, and gave his life for the forgiveness of sins. And, um, and like, it was interesting because, yeah, I didn't, I never thought about it this way, but, you know, it's one of the commentaries pointed out that, um, uh, you know, when, that when Jesus said, um, the one you're with now is not your husband, uh, that it, it was, he was really saying that she was, you know, committing adultery. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and when after he says that, she, you know, it, you know admits it and, yeah. and, and says, oh, you, you told me everything about me, that that is like a confession. And, 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 uh, and so, and it's also by like the water, which is you know, a symbol of baptism, kind of. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. And then imagine, imagine someone who, um, you know, is uh, the other thing it's pointed out was that you know coming to draw water at noon is like when you're, if you're trying to avoid people. So she's probably like a known a known sinner. She didn't really get along yeah. with like the other women, but then after you know, I guess experiencing this, uh, uh, you know, kind of confession and uh that and you know and you know experiencing god's love he, uh she goes and 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 you know is not afraid to show herself to the people and say this guy just told me I, you know he knows everything yeah. about me he just told me everything and and yeah. and uh so i can imagine how if i was even a villager and i saw that woman coming like why is that woman bragging about being a sinner and, and, and <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like the burden was lifted off of her the condemnation was lifted off of her. Yeah, Interesting. I, Maybe she felt branded for all these years for her for, uh, her ways, like you know. And why did the what is the old laws, the Jewish laws of multiple spouses? Mm -hmm. Like Arabs can have multiple right. wives, but old Jewish law is mm -hmm. probably much different. Not true. You know, in terms well, of the law. What, yeah. Yeah, well, the law of Moses says you have to be stoned. Okay. 
And most of the time, it was women that got the stoning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I often question the writers when they always portray these women as floozies and stuff. We don't, we don't know this Samaritan woman, you know. And we're not here to pass judgment, no matter right. how many husbands she had. But, but the point's being made because, you know, they're, <clears throat> they're showing a very sinful woman, a very educated woman. She's looking for the Messiah. She, she's having a hard time understanding everything. But again, Jesus is talking in parables and, and just want to ex explain himself and then man she like light she 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 lights up because it's like this could be the messiah and so you know they get they got very excited over that but again yeah. very harsh treatment of the samaritan woman very harsh and I, I don't know why they did that but they did. Yeah. another thing that i liked about this gospel was the part where uh you know, she kind of challenges them on, on, uh, uh, you know, the difference between the way the Samaritans worship and, and, and the Jews. And, and he's like, you know, that he kind of emphasizes that you worship God in spirit and truth. Frequently when I'm like praying, I'll, I'll, I'll think about that because, um, uh, like what helped me come back to God was, uh, like that I love the truth. And and, uh, and sometimes I'll I'll uh, be praying and I'll realize that like um uh, uh, I don't know sometimes you gotta like you know I gotta check myself and 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 you know be like I just don't know stuff or or I, I, like I have an honest emotion I'm I'm trying to shield this emotion but no God this is the way it is I'm I'm upset you know and, and you, you know it anyway but but that's how it is whereas like sometimes people can pray like. Um, I don't know, kind of like in a not so uh, honest way, but you know, you know, you pray in in spirit and truth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Isn't that what I'm talking about? It's like sometimes it's like I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, it's like yeah, because uh, you know, like you, you just try to like present your best version of yourself to someone. Yeah. You know, yep. but sometimes you gotta be like, no, this is just me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, no false pretense. Yeah. It's just how we yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, I, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a good point. Uh, There's so much judgment I don't know, Dave. Yeah. So much today. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're judging a Samaritan woman. That's, what, that's what's so difficult about it. And, you know, they, well, that's uh, the similarity. Yeah, they, they, they picked out this very sinful woman to show her. Basically, she had you, a you, faith. You, 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 yeah. um, like I don't think I don't think they treated the Samaritan woman badly at all. At least not here. You know, that woman who was caught in adultery is a separate separate thing. And that yeah. one they did treat badly. But this one, you know, I would say that it was um, the woman herself had been treated harsh. Harsh. Yeah. Not like, harsh. harsh. Like in this one, the woman herself, she was you know burdened by her own sin. Exactly. And Internally, absolutely. Yeah. And, and then the confession yeah. thing helped free her, and she's like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Yeah. Well, the truth. Well, uh, Going yeah. back to the truth. You know, I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have well, a similar thing with my twin brother, but I before my mother died last year, I talked to him to confront him on issues of the truth, but it did no good. Here I am, shunned still to this day. I'm not Jewish. Shot by who? Eric, my twin. Really? Like you and your brother. 
Yes. And my dad and his brother also. But I said, I repented for things he may have misconstrued well before she died. Like eight months prior. Wow, you did not know that. Sorry to hear that, Mrs. Yeah, but he talked every day in hospice for those 11 days. He didn't go to the hospital at all once. But every day in hospice, he talked to me. The irony. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But the truth, I said, my truth to him and his rich, his spiritual other. It's, it's, it's mighty nice of uh, Jacob to give the property to his son and then to open up the wealth to everybody. You know, they, they let everybody drink from the well. That was, that was nice. It wasn't like, you know. Wolston was the well. Yes. Wolston was the well. It had well. There. With you, yeah. yeah. Well. Open everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was true, yes. And, and, and the I parable. Think, yes. I use it as a parable. I think, yeah. And that was that was that was good. And and, and Jesus then explaining that the Jews understood it. They understood it, you know, what was uh what was real, you know. That salvation was coming through the Jews. That's that's basically what he was saying. Um, nice birds. Where did they come from? Springtime. Is that a real bird? Yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, Flo that's Florida, uh, right? from Phil. Florida. Florida yeah. bird. Oh, is that from you, Phil? What's that? that oh yeah, it's here. Yeah, <laughs> the birds are out now. And that's birds singing yeah. in your place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got cool yeah. there. The, the uh, birds started trip, chirping away about two weeks ago. Oh, nice. You listen to the birds, Phil. That's good. Yeah. Want to be there mid-spring, I guess, in Florida. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, blue jays around here? Blue jays. They're aggressive cool. birds. Very aggressive. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I have cats, and they're aggressive blue jays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, go back to... Um, uh, that conversation with the Samaritan woman about worshiping at the temple versus worshiping at wherever the Samaritans, I forget the mountain that they uh, worshiped on. But I think that, um, again, the parable also is a parable directed to the Jews, uh, that uh, it's not a question of a, uh, a building, a physical building that is, um, that, that is important. It's what's in your heart, like Matt said, and um, you know we are all looking for. I'm going to call it consolation, peace. Whether it was back then as it is now, I mean, most of the people that Jesus encountered, especially with the miracles, they were tormented. They were tormented with health issues. They were tormented with, uh, uh, I guess, call it possessions of the devil. Um, they were uh, tormented by their sins, and then this one encounter. This he, he's he. I'm not going to say he establishes. I think he's trying to take away the importance of that that that. I'm going to call it performance faith or performance. Um, yeah, performance faith. Right, that you have to go to the temple to offer sacrifice. And, um, you know, that, that ritualistic stuff. And Jesus saying, um, 
like you guys mentioned, it's it's in the spirit. It's what's in your heart. But your heart is the one that that is um, that is seeking peace and consolation. But that was an old and, way in the old book. That's how they were taught in the old book too. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, well, well, Jesus is uh, talking about challenging, the good news. Actually challenging all of that. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's saying, I am the good news of the new kingdom, and repent of your sins. And, uh, you know, here you have a woman that's had this amazing uh, experience with him. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so I I mean, modern and, churches and basilicas are beautiful to look at, but are they necessary? Yeah. Entirely yeah. not. Oh, sure, because I think that if, if you did not have a physical building, you'd still have a relationship with Christ. Sure. Any relationship with the Father and the Spirit. But obviously for us, uh, we're fortunate to have uh, a church to go to receive a Eucharist, um, but anyway, I, I think what Jesus represents is on uh, love itself, um, and he accepts you for where you are, but if you cooperate with him, then a lot of good things happen. I mean, the woman could have refused. The woman could have said, no, I don't want to talk to you. Could have yeah. walked away. Yeah, what was it about that encounter, you know, that, that, that just engaged her? Yeah, so here's another commentary that kind of touches on that also. And it says, um, uh, so uh, that Jesus, seeing in her eyes the anxiety that comes from an unstable life, he also sees a spark of sincerity. Her rocky path through life had worn down any facade of self-righteousness or self-delusion. She was a woman in search of answers and direction, though she had perhaps given up on finding them. Jesus sees all this in her eyes, and he can't contain the love that overflows in his, hearts, in his heart. He sees a soul in need, and he can't help reaching out. This is why he came. Jesus became one of us on purpose, with a mission in mind. Because of our sin, we could no longer raise ourselves up to God in friendship. So God comes down to meet us. The incarnation of Christ in the church, which is the extension of the incarnation throughout history, God continues to come down to meet us. He addresses us, he walks with us, he humbles himself so much that he even needs us to give him a drink. Whatever you did for the least brothers of mine, you did for me. When the Samaritan woman encountered this God who was man, she was so transported with joy and so eager to spread the news that she forgot to bring back her water jar, the very reason she came to the well in the first place. Christ is the friend, is the kind of friend who can make a real difference in our lives, one who can put things in perspective if we let him. That's right. Yeah, there was that discourse about the living water. Yeah. Yeah. And she wants living water. Yeah, I also saw another commentary that it was talking about, like the living water as also like how 
Um, you know, people say that everyone has like a God-shaped hole in their heart that they're trying to like fill with stuff, right. and uh, and and that the living water is like you know, is you know what you know, is is what we're supposed to be filling ourselves with. It's like so she was. That's maybe kind of what Jesus means is you're gonna you're gonna try to fill yourself with this water and, and material stuff or you know or things that's that's not actually um, God and you're you'll be thirsty again you'll be hungry again it's not gonna fully satisfy you but but um, yeah. you know God and his his righteousness uh, w will satisfy you. But water is a necessity of life to live, especially even out in desert areas, well, but. Living water is totally different than right. the necessity of. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, think about, yeah, well, think about why are we here. Why are we here? You know, we're looking for living water. Living water is inside that book. And it's inside, uh, you know, we're trying to find that living water, find it. We're trying to understand it. Um, we thirst for it. And it compels us to meet and talk. Like we're doing now, we're again ministering to each other. Yeah, the living water compels us. Uh, right we want to know more, right? Yeah, you do. Like um, Mark was telling me that you like set up uh, infrastructure for people and stuff. Do you have to set up people's water supplies also? No, you know, I met a great guy years ago that did that for out in Iraq. And he has a business right there in uh, Amwell. You know, he sent these portable well units out to Iraq years ago, in the beginning of the Iraq War, because mm -hmm. I saw his expertise on on our well that was dug 9-11, right during 9-11, our well was dug at that facility, so. Why did they dig the well? Uh, there's no... Uh, City access? Yeah, everything's well up there. But you, you residents and and residency and business. Yeah. It's all but you, well. But you are a specialist with like refrigeration, all that big stuff. You are, you are. You, yeah, there's you no know, city water in town. There is, but not on Route 12 heading toward Frenchtown. But you, but you know all that stuff, right? You know all the refrigeration and all that. Yeah, I stuff. learned that years ago. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could run a camp like you could you know. They do out in, in Iraq and at, yeah. on bases. Yeah, and you know all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Camp Anaconda had 20,000 people in there, the airstrip years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, Bill, do you have any other thoughts? No. no. This was a very good exercise, though. For it was. It, we relate to it in modern times with people, family, you know, my family, uh, my brothers. Try to be conduits for my twin and what and i tell them don't 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 get involved send him directly to me no third party that's what i tell my other brother your other stop being conduit for yeah. my twin with what you may not understand you have other siblings four boys oh four boys no girls huh? no sisters no i wanted a sister but it didn't happen mm -hmm. well, i wish i had a sister oh, you're the best really okay ken was good to you he offered you he offered you a, a, point. He offered you a slice in, in the business up to a point under his wing he offered you that but then he turned on uh, well I'm gonna I guess we'll close out the podcast part and then we can just hang out afterwards but, nice uh, meeting you
Yeah, take care, Matt. Yeah, Phil, Phil uh, you want to tell well, us a little bit about you, so bring up Matt to speed there, because you have a very nice sanctuary. Oh, well, can we, can we first, uh, well, I'm just going to uh, we'll pray an hour, Father, and then we can close out the podcast. Yeah, okay. hang in there, Phil. Uh, in the name of the Father, oh, and of the Son, and of the Holy and the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Be thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Amen.